Welcome to Leadership Matters, the podcast focused on leadership in our challenging world. Leadership Matters is the name because leadership really does matter. Now here's your host, Dr. John Bedker, a practitioner, a scholar, and a leader. Welcome aboard everyone to Leadership Matters. Hello, and welcome to the Leadership Matters podcast. I am Dr. John Bedker, your host, and I am so glad you're with us here today. Today's episode is going to be about an exemplary leader, someone who not only talked the talk, but walked the walk. And by that, I mean figuratively, as well as literally. We're going to talk about Congressman John Lewis, an exemplary leader. Now, let me just start from the very beginning to say, those of you that may not be politically aligned with the late Congressman Lewis, that's one of the reasons why this podcast today is so important for you to listen. Why do I say that? I say that because leadership is about doing the right thing. Doing it frequently, doing it with intensity, and doing it over time. I call this leadership fitness, F-I-T. Frequently, with intensity, over time, practicing those traits, modeling the way, exhibiting those qualities of an exemplary leader. Congressman Lewis did this. He led his life as an exemplary leader more than frequently, with intensity, for his life over an extended period of time. And so we want to talk about exemplary leaders. We don't want politics, tribalism. I'm on this side, you're on that side, so I like it or I don't like it because of where I sit. That is not leadership. And so the importance today is to recognize about what leadership really and truly is. And that is doing the right thing. Doing it frequently. Doing it with an intensity. I would call that passion. And doing it over time. Which is to say, doing it for your life. So we're going to talk about Congressman Lewis, how he led a life of an exemplary leader. I'm going to take a slightly different approach in that I'm going to use some of his famous quotes. I'll list the quotes and then add a little of my comments to those quotes. What I'd like to do to begin, though, is to talk about the recent book that was published near his death by John Meacham, the Pulitzer Prize winning author. The book is entitled, 
His truth is marching on. John Lewis and the Power of Hope. Just in the title alone, you can learn about leadership. His truth, being truthful, incredibly important. Be truthful with those you serve. It's marching on. He's going forward. Leaders need to do that. Go forward. And of course, then the final part of Meacham's title to the book, John Lewis and the Power of Hope. I've spoken about this before, but it's critical for leaders to communicate hope. Not untruthfully, but truthfully. Let me begin by reading a short quote from this book. It's by the historian of religion, Martin Marty, who told Time magazine, a saint has to be a misfit. A person who embodies what his culture considers typical or normal cannot be exemplary. It was neither typical nor normal to sit at segregated lunch counters in Nashville or to walk into segregated bus stations in Rock Hill, Montgomery, Birmingham, Jackson, or to march across that bridge in Selma. Lewis was not perfect, but that's not the test of a saint. Diane Nash, a civil rights leader also, who loved him, said he didn't think of him in saintly terms. He was human, she recalled. He was my friend and my brother. Saints, however, are human. That's what makes them saints rather than saviors. Well, there's so much there to unpackage but I think it's worthy to take just a few moments and talk about some of the points raised by the historian Martin Marty. A saint has to be a misfit. Well, that's tricky. People like to be liked. People like to be thought well of. But in this quest to do the right thing, which I argue is really the ultimate guiding principle of being a true leader. Sometimes you have to not walk in that common road. Sometimes you do have to go on that road less traveled. And this certainly is the history of saints, isn't it? Taking that road less traveled, as Marty says, a saint has to be a misfit. Well, maybe sometimes. The leader needs to be prepared to take that path when necessary. Probably not the person who embodies what his culture considers typical or normal. Those people tend not to be exemplary. They fit in. They blend. And that can be okay. 
That can be appropriate, but not always. There are times when that leader must step up and stand out. In the case of Congressman Lewis, he sat at the segregated lunch counters in Nashville. He walked into segregated bus stations. And yes, he marched across the bridge in Selma many, many times. But he's not perfect. No, no, no. Leaders are human. We all are human. We are flawed. We are in need of improvement. We may be in need of redemption, but we continue to try frequently, with intensity, and over time to do the right thing. That is the essence of leadership. Okay, there we are. Let's go to some of these quotes. Again, a little bit different approach to talking about an exemplary leader, but I do think words have meaning. And the thing about an exemplary leader, a leader like John Lewis, is that they did not just talk the talk. They lived it. They breathed it. They modeled it. They shared it. First quote. The vote is the most powerful nonviolent tool we have. Well, now, your organization may not have a lot of voting involved, and you might say this doesn't pertain to me. But to do powerful things, leaders do that. Nonviolence. We should try to avoid conflict, animus, whenever possible. We want our organizations to not be toxic work environments. We want them to not only be nonviolent, we want them to be positive and productive. And how do we do that? By bringing those leadership tools that we have to our practice and art of leadership. And so John Lewis said, the vote, in his case, in Congress, is the most powerful, nonviolent tool we have. Now, it may not be a vote, but it may be a voice. And that is another form of voting. So if those you serve, those you lead, are enabled to have a voice, not only to speak, but for the leader to listen, then I think that this famous quote by John Lewis has real leadership meaning for us. Next, too many of us still believe our differences define us. So again, this is that political context which has incredible leadership application as well. If you are on the left or the right or conservative or liberal or Democrat or Republican or any other 
polar opposite that you might think of. Is that what defines us? And in leadership, we look for a shared vision. We look for a common ground. Not words, not just talk, but what we can really do so that progress can really be made. Now, differences do define us. I want to make a distinction, though, that Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan said, another famous quote, and that each of us is entitled, absolutely entitled, to our own perspectives, our own point of view. But we are not entitled to our own facts. We are not. And leaders need to make that clear. If a person is defining their differences, thinking that that defines them, by using a set of facts that are, in fact, not factual, from whatever side you come from, then that is a problem. And that the leader must step up to and say no. And not in an edictful way, but an informative way, by making clear that we all must share and understand what facts are. We may not like them. They may not be pleasant. But we must be linked to facts. Because the things that define us, the way that we will be able to move forward is through sharing common intersections of belief and value. John Lewis said, we all live in the same house. We all must be part of the effort to hold down our little house. When you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, do something about it. Say something. Have the courage. Have the backbone. Get in the way. Walk with the wind. It's all going to work out. Okay, a lot there. We all live in the same house. So if that team, if that group, if that division, if that organization, your institution, you are part of it. If something isn't right, you have a responsibility as a leader to speak out, to say something. Now, sometimes, again, this might be that road less traveled. Don't say anything. Oh, no, just sit on the side. Let them work it out. When, in fact, you could make that contribution. You have to have the courage to know what to say, when to say it, and perhaps most importantly, how to say it. Now, there is that leadership adage, we have to be aware, 
It's not what you say, it's how you say it. There is truth to that. Things may not always work out as John Lewis would like to have us hope. But we have to try. And we have to have the courage to say and do things to make our organizations better. And frankly, to make us better. There is a need for a movement of nonviolent direct action. Now, here is a short sentence with a lot of leadership implication. There is a need for a movement. Well, in the organizational parlance, that might mean a team. That might be a group. That might be those that you are working with or working for. And again, this nonviolent perhaps is too strong a word, but we need positive, productive, high-performing groups. We need them to effectively, metaphorically, row in that same direction. We need that movement of direct action going forward. Lewis then has this quote, customs, traditions, laws should be flexible within good reason if that is what it takes to make our democracy work. Well, what do we know organizationally? Again, the differences do not define us. It's that which we share in vision, share in purpose, share in desire to move forward positively, efficiently, productively. What does that mean for the leader to be flexible? Well, another adage, two steps forward, one step back. Well, what's the net result of that? One step forward. Now, if the differences are what defines us, which I argue that is not the case, then we can go to a place of polarity, of tribalism. Not a good place. Can we move the ball forward? Well, eventually we have to make the decision. Am I willing to? Do I want to? Is it best for my organization? Is it best for my team? We should be flexible within good reason, Lewis says. And this is an excellent leadership adage. Lewis says, the vote controls everything that you do. Well, that's the go, no-go decision. To buy, not buy. To do, not do. Ultimately, that course for your organization, for your leadership practice, determines on decision-making. What Lewis in his world calls the vote. What are we going to do? We need to be mindful and aware. Two important leadership traits, mindfulness and awareness about 
those judgments and decisions that we make because they control what we are going to do. We come to Selma to be renewed. We come to be inspired. We come to be reminded that we must do the work that justice and equality calls us to do. Well, we may not live in Selma, but we do come to our workplace to be inspired. And we should always come to be reminded that we must do the work that justice and equality calls us to do. Justice and equality are key for leaders. We must do that work to be effective as leaders. And we should remind ourselves to ensure that we are meeting those goals on our individual leadership journeys. John Lewis often repeated uh, things in, in different contexts, in different places, in different speeches. And, and here's one that you, you've heard a little bit before, but it comes up again. When you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, you have to do something. This is what I'm calling the ultimate guiding principle for leaders. Do the right thing. When you see something that isn't right, that isn't fair, that isn't just, you have to do something. Leaders don't have the option to sit on the sidelines, to sit up on those cheap seats in the bleachers. We need to be in a place of action and act. If it isn't right and it isn't fair, we don't get to sit on the side. Leaders have to step up. We need someone who is going to stand up, speak up, and speak out for people who need help, for the people who have been discriminated against. Now, again, Congressman Lewis is just that, a congressman. But the concept is the same. Those people whose voice has not been heard or not been allowed to be heard. For a person that needs help to succeed, to do their best, to develop, to become all that they can be, the leader needs to step in. The leader needs to assist, to stand up for them, to speak up for them, and to speak out for them so that they can realize their potential, that they can, in fact, become all that they can be and all that they can contribute to their organization. Lewis says, we're tired of being beaten by policemen. We're tired of seeing our people locked up in jails over and over again. And then you holler, he says, 
Be patient. How long can we be patient? Well, this is an example of John Lewis speaking up, of saying, there is a time and there is a place. And sometimes that time and that place is now. And the leader has to recognize those opportunities, those crucial moments, and speak up and speak out. Lewis said, to make it hard, to make it difficult, almost impossible, for people to cast a vote is not in keeping with the democratic process. So if in your organization people are unable or disenabled from having a voice, from making a contribution, from being heard, as Lewis says, to make it hard, to make it almost difficult. This is not leadership. This is the opposite of leadership. And you would be well served to make yourself aware in your reflective practice, is there someone, is there something that has been shunned, that has been shut down? Do I need to make sure that I have heard that voice and listened to that person or group and made sure that I have heard them and they know that? It may not be the course of action that it will be taken, but they need to know that they had a voice. You have to be optimistic in order to continue to move forward. This is the hope uh, Meachin included in the title of this book. Hope is critical. Hope brings about optimism. And for a leader, this is an essential arrow in that quiver for a leader. To be optimistic, to continue to move forward, you have to have hope. Okay, so there we are. A number of quotes from Lewis, a number of comments from me. Um, but I will tell you that this is an important re reflection. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, please tell your friends. I'm so glad you're with us today. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Leadership Matters, the podcast about leadership and why it matters in today's world. Now, more than ever, please join Dr. John Bedker again next week for another episode of Leadership Matters. For now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends until we meet again.